Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 47 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and, of course, you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. Has God ever spoken a word into your heart? Are you still waiting on that word to come to pass? Is it taking longer than you expected? Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do while you wait. And I'll be honest with you, preaching, teaching, and podcasting about waiting is much easier than actually doing it. But God has given us exceeding great and precious promises, and we love it when God answers immediately. However, the reality is many answers take time. Because of this, it is very important that each of us learn what to do while waiting. Waiting on the Lord may be one of the most difficult aspects of Christian living. Several years ago, my family and I were on a long flight from Honolulu to Manila. We were heading out on a mission trip, and we were very excited. We'd been flying for around 10 and a half hours, and we were thrilled to be getting close to landing. Then the captain's voice came over the intercom and announced that due to storms in the area, we were going to be a few minutes delayed Everybody kind of groaned a little bit, and the plane began to gently bank as we went out into a holding pattern over the Pacific Ocean. And a few minutes turned into 30, and 30 minutes turned into an hour. And we spent over an hour in this holding pattern, circling out over the ocean, waiting on our turn to land. Finally, the wait ended, and we landed safely. And sometimes life feels the same way, stuck in a holding pattern, waiting. Have you ever felt like that? I certainly know I have. Matter of fact, some of you are even feeling that way right now. You feel stuck. You feel like you've just been waiting forever. You feel like you're in this holding pattern as if life is on hold until God answers until that promise comes to pass, until that situation works itself out. And you feel this anxiousness to move forward, but you're in this holding pattern. But I want you to trust that God has a reason for the delay. And there are things that we can be doing while we're waiting that will help us. And if you're like me and you've felt the anxiousness of waiting before, you're in good company. 
You're not the only one that's had to wait on God to fulfill a promise. David waited 15 years between being anointed by Samuel and becoming king. Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years for Isaac. Joseph waited between 13 and 16 years between dreaming the dream and seeing the fulfillment of his dreams. Moses waited 40 years. Simeon waited until he was an old man before Messiah was revealed to him. Paul was ready to preach immediately after conversion, but had to wait three years in a desert before officially launching his ministry. See, there's two common missteps that I've seen. I've noticed people tend to act in one of two ways while waiting on God to answer. First, I've seen people jump ahead of God and try to make things happen for themselves or open their own doors. We see this with Saul. Saul got tired of waiting on Samuel to arrive, and he sacrificed, and it was out of the will of God, not his place to do. And he lost the kingdom because he got ahead of God. Second, I've seen people that put their entire lives on hold, passively waiting until something happens. Now, I must advise you that neither of these approaches are helpful nor spiritually advisable. You never want to get ahead of God, and neither do we have to put our lives completely on hold until God answers. See, the key is learning what to do while you wait. We have a misunderstanding about waiting. In the English-speaking world, waiting feels synonymous with doing nothing. However, biblical waiting is not passive. Biblical waiting is actually an action word, meaning to prepare or remain in a state of readiness. Biblical waiting is demonstrated by our active dependence upon and obedience to God. Way too often, people give up due to the frustration of waiting when they should be focused on actively preparing themselves. Actively waiting will help you deal with these frustrations. So the question is, what do we do in the meantime? What do we do while waiting? So the Bible gives us great examples. First of all, waiting does not mean inactive. What did God tell Israel to do while waiting to be delivered from Babylon? We find the story in Jeremiah chapter number 29. God gives Israel a promise. He said in verse number 10, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you 
an expected end. So God tells them, you're going into Babylon. You're going to be there 70 years. But I want you to know there's a promise. I'm going to bring you out after 70 years. Now, when you hear that, we get so excited over the promise. Oh, God's going to bring them out. And we should get excited over that. But we also have to remember that God told them that they were going to have to wait on that promise for 70 years. Now, the excitement of God will bring you out is somehow diluted in the fact that, oh, I've got to wait 70 years. So God, knowing that they had to wait, what did he advise them to do? This is going to give us a clue what we should do while we wait for God to answer. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that waiting on God to answer a word or a promise that he gave you is the same as being in captivity, although it can feel like it. I'm trying to show you that God doesn't expect us to be inactive while we wait. Because in Jeremiah chapter 29, the Lord tells Israel what to do while they're waiting on the promise of deliverance. For the 70 years of waiting, he does not tell them to be inactive, to sit around, to be passive. No, he tells them this in Jeremiah 29 verses 1 through 7. He gives them this. He says, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat from them. Get married. Have sons and daughters. Let your sons and daughters get married and have children and increase there. Increase while you're waiting so that you are not diminished. So that when you get back to your land, your numbers have not decreased. He told them, work for peace in the city, whither I have caused you to be carried away captives. He told them to pray for that city, for the peace of it, because when the city has peace, they will have peace. So they were not told to be inactive for 70 years. They were told to be active. While you're waiting on the promise of deliverance, Israel, build houses, dwell in them, have children, let those children be married, that your numbers don't diminish and your strength increases. God is trying to teach us something through Israel's time in captivity. While you are waiting, don't be passive don't sit by idly. I understand that we have that misconception in the English-speaking world. Waiting means inactive, but that's not what it means in the biblical sense. God is teaching us, while you are waiting, prepare. While you are waiting, believe, because there's coming a moment that the promise will be fulfilled. Oh, I feel that for somebody right now. God is saying, you've been waiting, and it feels like a long time, but God's trying to teach you what to do while you wait. Actively prepare yourselves. Do not sit by idly. Don't get ahead of God, but prepare Encourage yourself. Become stronger in the Lord because there's coming a moment that the promise will come to pass. And when that promise comes to pass, you need to step into that promise in strength 
and in power, not in diminished weakness by setting by idly, allowing frustration to eat away at your expectation. God is trying to make it clear to us that we are to actively wait. We are to prepare ourselves. So we understand now through Jeremiah chapter 29 that waiting on the promise of God does not mean being inactive. But waiting also doesn't mean wasted. Jesus is the perfect example. He lived around 33 and a half years. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 says that wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. Jesus was both fully God and fully man. Part of the power of the incarnation is that Jesus had the human experience and overcame. Luke chapter 2 and verse 40 said, and the child, speaking of Jesus, grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. As a baby, Jesus passed through infancy and childhood as other children did. Just like others, he grew in physical stature and increased in understanding. According to Luke chapter number 3 and verse 23, Jesus began his ministry soon after his 30th birthday most likely fulfilling Numbers chapter number four, verses one through three, where the Levites started at 30 years of age. That means he only, I put that in quotation marks, you just couldn't see it. He only ministered around three years. Think about that. That sounds incredibly short. Do you think Jesus wasted 30 years of his life while waiting for the last three years? Well, I'm going to answer that. Absolutely not. Those three years are still changing the world today. The Bible says he grew in knowledge and strength. He actively prepared while he was waiting. Remember, waiting does not mean wasted. Psalms 27 and 14 declares, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. One of the most important things that we have to remember is this, what God is doing in you while you wait is just as important as what you're waiting on him to do. So what do we do while we're waiting? Well, here's a few things you can do. Number one, remember, while you're waiting, God is working. We find in Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 through 13, that Daniel had been praying. He had been fasting for 21 days. And then the angel appeared to him and said, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand... 
and chasteneth thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. That's the twenty-one days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Daniel waited 21 days. What did he do? He continued to actively seek God through prayer and fasting. The key is to remember that while Daniel was waiting, God was working. This is an extremely important point to remember. God is working even while you are waiting. Number two, protect your heart by guarding your faith. Frustration and disappointment can eat away at expectation. And remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. So the third thing that you can do while actively waiting on God is to wait patiently. Don't turn the episode off yet. Let me explain. Patiently doesn't mean perfectly. I know I use the forbidden word. I use the patient word. Waiting on the Lord requires patient trust. Waiting means that we give God the benefit of the doubt that he knows what he's doing. Abraham and Sarah waited patiently. And I know immediately some of you are thinking, wait a minute, didn't they get ahead of God? Hebrews chapter 6, verses 11 through 15 says, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience, there's that word, inherit the promises. It's through faith and patience that you inherit promises. Verse 13 says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise again. How can the writer of Hebrews say that Abraham patiently endured when Abraham and Sarah got ahead of God and tried to fulfill this promise on their own? Because patiently does not mean perfectly. There are times in our walk with God that we can get ahead and God will rein us back in. There are times that we can sit idly by and God will prompt us to do more and to move. And so when we think of Abraham, we think he got ahead of God, but yet the writer of Hebrews says that he patiently, because the Lord is trying to teach us something, patiently does not mean perfectly. We do our best, and if we mess up, we repent, and God helps us to get back to the place where we're right with him and his promises are fulfilled. Now, does that help you look at the word patiently a little better? I hope so, because that's a very difficult word. So the fourth thing we can do while we're waiting on God is to purposely 
prepare. Actively prepare your heart. Actively prepare your mind. Actively prepare your spirit. Actively prepare through learning. God wants you to be purposely preparing for his promise to come to pass in your life. There are things that you have to set your mind to and be intentional about. I tell young preachers all the time, don't wait to pray and study until you get the invite to preach. Pray and study, prepare before the invite. Because if you are actively preparing, God will always make sure you have a pulpit to preach from. And it's the same in all of our lives, not just in ministry, but in all areas of the Christian life. We have to purposely prepare for what God has individually placed in our heart. And the fifth thing we can do while we're waiting on God is we can work while we wait. What you're doing today matters. Like a farmer, you put your hands to the plow, you plant the seed, and then you patiently anticipate that the seed will grow in its time. Remain faithful to what you are already doing while you're waiting on the word to come to pass. So what are the five things you can do while you're actively waiting on God? Remember, while you're waiting, God is working. Number two, protect your heart by guarding your faith. Number three, wait patiently. Number four, purposely prepare. And number five, work while you wait. Word of the Lord says in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40 and verse number 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. If we trust ourselves, we will faint and fall. But if we put our trust in the Lord, we will walk by faith and prevail. Why? Because we will receive his strength for the journey. The word renew in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 means to exchange. When we actively wait, we exchange our weariness for his strength. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that while you're waiting on God, he will begin to show you what you need to do to prepare, to actively wait. Lord, I'm asking you right now to help every listener show them the things that they can be doing, actively waiting, not putting their life on hold, and certainly not getting ahead of you, but actively preparing for your word, your promise to come to pass. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at buildinggreatlivespodcast at gmail.com. 
And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 